Hey everyone, this is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. Be sure to check us out on YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description of the podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back, everybody, to AM Reviews. It's Muhammad and Adrian. And today, we're here to review the film Thor, Love, and Thunder. And this film stars Chris Hemsworth as Thor, Natalie Portman as Jane Foster, Christian Bell as Gore the God Butcher, Taika Waititi as Korg, uh, Tessa Thompson as Valkyrie, and Russell Crowe as Zeus. I'm not sure if it's a spoiler or not, but um, <laughs> essentially this film was about. Thor embarks on a journey unlike anything he's ever faced, a quest for inner peace. However, his retirement gets interrupted by Gore the God Butcher, a galactic killer who seeks the extinction of the gods. To, to combat the threat, Thor enlists the help of King Valkyrie, Korg and ex-girlfriend Jane Foster, who to his surprise, inexplicably wields his magical hammer. Together, they set out on a harrowing cosmic adventure to uncover the mystery of the God Butcher's vengeance. So, what did you get from the film, Thor, Love, and Thunder? That was a pretty detailed um, description. Yeah, I mean, that's most of the movie. <laughs> yeah, I think, um, but you know, I, I did, I, mean, I like the movie, but, um, Probably out of you know recent movies, I think, um, or at least recent Marvel movies, this one wasn't really surprising at all. They didn't need to sort of hide anything, I think, in the promotional information or anything. Um, so a lot was given away, and it was in some ways that was nice because um, I mean you're not trying to figure out what's the big what's the big surprise in this movie. More so, it's just we kind of know what already happened. It's just nice to watch it and enjoy it for what it is, if that makes sense. So we already know what's gonna happen, but um, it's an interesting story along the way. Very different than I think the past Thor films. Um, and really most of the recent Marvel movies, um, a different tone in this one. We don't have any, um, any love stories quite like this. Well, I guess it is in the title. Yeah. But um, I thought this one was very similar to Ragnarok. Okay. Because he did have a lot of jokes. I mean, there's plenty of those. Um, I did enjoy this one, but I don't think it's as good as Thor Ragnarok. I think Thor Ragnarok, it reset Thor. Um, mm -hmm. I think it's better than the first two, but not better than the last one. Um, do you think the last one was a, a better movie or was it better just because it was the first time he was different in a movie? Um, I think it's a better movie. I think the joke, the jokes slammed better for the most part. And um, I think the villain is better in this one, or at least I'm more interested in the villain in this one. But it was a little disappointing in the end. Um, mm. I don't feel like we had enough of him. Okay. I think I probably like Hela more than uh, more than the God Butcher as a character. Um, the God Butcher's power and story is more interesting, but just as a character on screen, I thought Hela was uh, more interesting to watch. But definitely, I mean, definitely much closer to Ragnarok than the other two movies, um, but still different in its own, really following the love story throughout because we've, I mean, in the dark world, I mean, that had Jane Foster in it, but uh, I don't think it was the same level of like romantic comedy that this was um, with, I won't call it, I don't think it's right to call it a twist, but um, a lot of just sentimental things with this, um, hard to finish with her story. And I thought that was good. I almost felt like she was a little bit more the main character in this than Thor, at least for me. Um, and that was also nice. Yeah, I actually enjoyed her character um, in the first two really didn't care for her. Um, not that she did that or anything, 
I don't think the movie made. I feel like they didn't know what to do with her in those films. She was kind of like Lois Lane, but (laughs) just there. Yeah, that's pretty much how I felt. Um, But she was very um, important in this movie. I mean, she was, you know, doing her own thing. Um, And I really did enjoy her in this movie. And the other ones, she's almost just a side character. I mean, she is a main character in those films, but she feels like a side character. Um, (laughs) But I definitely did enjoy her part. Um, Russell Crowe as Zeus. I did like mm-hmm. him. Um, really, it's like a cameo. He doesn't really show up that much. Uh, we do have the Guardians, just for a second. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, very, 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 very brief part of the movie. <laughs> yeah, um, almost like they really weren't in the movie. Um, right, that they didn't, it's, this wasn't really a team up for them. And if that was a surprise for some people, maybe that was a shock factor, that it really wasn't, but you should have known from the title, but it really wasn't, um, it really wasn't a, a team of movie of the Guardians of the Galaxy, more so um, the mighty Thor and Thor. Yeah. Um, what did they call Jane Foster? Was she just Thor or? The mighty Thor. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and that's how and, and it's i think it's um some of the comic book titles um when she has the the hammer she's referred to as mighty thor but so is he but um yeah that's kind of how they distinct it in this i think if you um watch with subtitles like her title or in the credits um she's credited as um the mighty thor jane foster what is thor just thor in the credits, at least for the, mo- for the movie's purposes, he was Thor and she was Mighty Thor. Okay, um, I have heard that this movie is pretty divisive. Um, I don't see why. I mean, I, I think it's very similar to some of the mid tier Marvel movies. I mean, this one isn't really controversial, I don't think. Nothing groundbreaking happened, no, <laughs> uh, kind of felt like a side quest mission. In the grand scheme of things, yeah. Because um, I mean, the God Butcher—he's a villain because he kills gods, but it doesn't really affect like real people, you know. <laughs> well, well, we'll get into it. <laughs> I, well, I felt- what he does to, but not not in the way that he's randomly going to kill actual like people for evil world domination, that kind of thing. Not that mm-hmm. kind of villain. No. Um- but I feel like he was underutilized. Um, he had a really good setup. And then from there, it's kind of like, you know, he's doing his thing, but we don't really see it happening. Um, so I just wish we got more time with him. I mean, it's not exactly his movie, but I think it was a wasted opportunity. Uh, I don't know what else I could have did with him. Because I feel like because his character is, I mean, very one note. I mean, he's the God Butcher. <laughs> it's his title. And that's what he does. I don't know what else he could have did with him. Well, I mean, I, I feel like they could have shown him actually, I guess, slaying more people. We saw okay. we saw the after right. effect. We right. just saw like, oh, you know, he's just going around doing these things, but we don't actually see it happening. I could okay. I I could see that. Um the actual how. Um Almost like whenever um, in Infinity War, we go to Xandar after it's been destroyed by Thanos. And it probably been an interesting battle to see him overtake it, but um, for the Power Stone. But yeah, I get that. Seeing him fight more, um, more screen time. I could, I would give him like a montage. I'd give him a solid three minutes of just random attacks on gods. <laughs> Now, for me, it wouldn't have made a huge difference in the film because it's just a sword. Like, it's nothing spectacular, you know? <laughs> it is just a sword. It is, but it can decapitate gods. So, <laughs> um, and I think his, or at least for me, his plan isn't clearly laid out, like, or his, his um, motivation. Um, I mean, we do get, a pretty good setup at first, but pretty much you just left out there to hear what his plan is from other people. He doesn't really 
explain exactly what he's doing. He does get a vision early on. And um, I mean, we kind of see the whole process play out, but I just feel like every part of him was just wasted. Most of it was. I guess so. I mean, it's kind of like, if you think about the reason he is the God Butcher is because of the sword. It's not really him. He's possessed by the sword. Um, so in that way, there's not much, there's not much the character could give us because he's just obsessed with killing gods. He didn't have really have a reason. Um, <laughs> you know, he had a reason for feeling, you know, upset. And that's why the sword called to him. But um, beyond that, he's just got to kill the gods because the knife says so. Not really because of much of any other storyline. Well, yes, for this movie. But um, yeah, I just feel like there just could have been more done there. But the movie's not about him. Um, but any other thoughts before we get into some spoilers? Um, not much. And I, I, one thing I think is there are not many spoilers. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. I don't know if there's maybe one that thing I would consider a spoiler. So I'm, I'm interested in what you think would be spoiling. Well, I'm not I sure. Was, I don't think the movie was had enough to be spoiled. Like it felt like a TV special it, to me. It didn't feel like um, there were stages or acts and that really were like, "Wow, oh my gosh!" This, it was nice to look at, but I don't know, kind of predictable. <laughs> I agree. Um, it it was you. very nice to look at. I mean, yeah. I got to give them credit for that. I mean, absolutely beautiful. I think Marvel just in general. Whenever they go yes. out of space into other um, universes or planets, it, it looks look beautiful. I mean, the production, beautiful. Um, but that doesn't make up for other things. But um, let's go ahead and get into the story. So um, we start off with the main villain, Gore. Um, at this point, he's not the God Butcher. He's just kind of wasting away with his daughter. Um, his uh, <laughs> his planet is pretty much um, completely uh, a desert. Nobody's really around. He's suffering. His daughter is uh, about to pass away. And he's praying to his God that, you know, they come and save him or, uh, you know, they get an eternal prize or they, they get, they get rewarded. That's what he's thinking. Mm -hmm. But you know, his daughter passes away. He gets, he starts hearing some voices and that leads him to this looks like jungle in the middle of this desert. I don't know if it's been always sitting there, but um, why not go there in the first place? But um, yeah, he, he goes in there and he's, he um, stops hearing the voices and he hears or he, he sees the God that's been ruling over his world. And, you know, he's very thankful, trying to tell him, you know, we've been very uh, loyal to y'all or, or you. And, you know, I'm here for my reward. But what he thinks is supposed to be a high and mighty God that is going to bless him is really just some. Um, really almost like a big fat king <laughs> mm -hmm. really doesn't care about his, his people. He just wants to just kind of sit around and enjoy himself. And um, he just said that, or that his God said that he just slayed another person who had tried to slay him with the sword. I think it's called the Necro sword. Maybe yep. um, it's this black sword that is capable of killing gods. Um, but for some reason, they just leave the man right there on the ground with the sword, the man that they just killed. Um, I guess they didn't think anybody was going to come by. Uh, <laughs> but um, pretty much Gore curses the god, and he said, you know, you're not what I thought you were. And then the god starts choking him to death, and the sword just magically goes to his hand. And he decapitates him. <laughs> yeah. 
And one thing throughout this film, these guys are just stupid or they're just full of, so full of themselves that they don't think anybody can kill them. Yes. I don't know which one, but they're, they're just not smart. Um, but the sword just pretty much attaches to him, shows him a vision of what he needs to do to get what he wants. And uh, the guy that he killed told him that you have been cursed now by the sword because I guess he'll be consumed by his uh, motivation to get what he wants. And from here on out, uh, we kind of catch up with Thor and what's been going on with him. Uh, last time we saw him, he was with the Guardians of the Galaxy and uh, they were off on an adventure, you know, saving the galaxy, going to many planets, uh, teaming up and, um, you know, just having a good time. But things are kind of getting a little old. Uh, I think the Guardians are kind of getting tired of him. I'm not sure how long they've been together, but um, right. <laughs> at least Starla, it seems like he's getting tired of him. And um, they come across this one planet. Thor pretty much just takes the lead and beats up all the bad people, mm-hmm. the useless villains, the, the nameless villains. Um, and uh, they they tell Thor, oh no, this is before this. Um, I'm trying to get the order of it, but I know there's a point where they tell him about this God Butcher Gore. Because um, he, he went, uh, Thor went and slayed a whole bunch of nameless villains and um, mm-hmm. saved this planet. Because um, that's how he figures out, okay, I need to go and do this thing, go on this path away from the Guardians. But um, after he saves that planet, they give him some goats. <laughs> now, first, yes. these these goats, I thought they were going to be very annoying. And it kind of was at first. But how they did them later on, it really worked for me. Yeah, they like play the joke for a few minutes, right? Um, so they didn't they didn't they didn't abuse the goats or the soundtrack. So that was very welcomed. Yes. Um, and these goats are very silly. It kind of reminded me of Donkey, you know, because that's how they kind of entered. Donkey always comes in at the wrong time from Shrek. Yeah, yeah. But um, they don't talk. They just scream. <laughs> right, right. And they are from the comics. Of course, they weren't They weren't this comedy bit from the comics, but he he does have these goats. And I think also not just in the comics, but in um, North mythology, he has these two goats. I forget their names, but um, yeah, they're kind of like his Rudolph. But yeah, yeah, they, they lead the way and um, just scream randomly. And I can see where it can get annoying for some people, but it worked every time they brought them on on the movie because um, they're not always around yelling, but they, they were good whenever they showed up. But um, Thor, he hears about this God Butcher um, and they come across this video of uh, Sif. Is it Lady Sif? Yes. Um, I think she's kind of like an on and off character. I've never paid attention to her, but um, well, she's not been a focus in the in the movies, no. But um, they were, I mean, at one point they were in a romantic late relationship, and when they weren't, they were just like kind of like teammates in the comics. Oh, okay, I got gotcha. you. But um, she pretty much sends a message to him, kind of. Um, I'm not sure what screens they're looking at to send these videos, but um, (laughs) they're able to communicate with their help signal. People just people are just screaming for help at all times and they just go and pick randomly which person they want to go save. And he happens to see her. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But it's a pretty common theme that this God butcher is going around slaying these gods. Um, And, you know, he notices Lady Sif. And he's pretty much able to just travel anywhere he wants to within seconds. I mean, it's just like Dr. Strange. Just open up a portal. Bam, you're there. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, they have a little banter back and forth um, talking about, you know, dying on the battlefield and going off to Valhalla. Um, but 
they play a little joke and say that only her arm will go because her arm is gone, but the rest of her didn't die in battle because she's still lying there alive at that moment. Um, what they kind of just leave her there. <laughs> yes, at first she asked to stay because she wants to die in battle to be taken to Valhalla. Um, you know, a warrior or really just a warrior's death in battle. And they tell her, well, you kind of died during the battle, not just afterwards. So <laughs> you Doesn't might not count. want to just lie here. Better <laughs> <laughs> go get some help. <laughs> but um, after that, uh, Thor. Thor and Korg, because Korg is also traveling with him, um, the rock monster, played by Taika Waititi, uh, also the director. Um, they go back to New Asgard, which is on Earth, and um, Valkyrie is queen slash king, maybe? I mean, I, I feel like I heard both. I think they referred to her as king. Okay. Yeah. Well, um, she's the ruler of the new Asgard on Earth. Um, it's kind of like their own little village. And they have it set up like a theme park almost. <laughs> because, you know, they've made all these deals with, uh, I guess, the, the locals. And they're able to kind of just open up the whole new Asgard for new people to come in. Um, and Thor, he goes back to New Asgard, uh, tells Valkyrie about everything that has been going on, um, and they catch up. But also, we're going to switch over to Jane Foster. Um, she's been kind of just living her life. She's been a doctor. I'm not sure if she was a doctor the last time we, sh- we saw her. Yes. Yeah. She was? So, mm-hmm. Um, she was doing research in the first film. It's, I mean, it was so long, really. And she was a side character. But no, she was doing research. Um, and I believe she was called by S.H.I.E.L.D. or Workforce S.H.I.E.L.D. one um, to help research the hammer. And that's kind of how they were in the same place, same time. Okay, I got you. Um, her partner, or I thought it was her dad, but I don't, I don't think it was, um, went crazy over it kind of his in his research, but... I thought that was her father. Was it? I couldn't remember. <laughs> well, I mean, don't depend on me. I, <laughs> I forgot a lot of stuff about those first two. It was a, it was a while ago, but they're not memorable. Um, but she's been a doctor for a long time, wrote some books. But at this moment, she is in stage four cancer mm-hmm. and she's dying. And she's trying to find a cure, but she's wasting away pretty quickly um but for some reason she's just thinking about the hammer at this point thor's hammer which is still shattered um but it calls to her and um next time we see her i'll fast forward is a battle at new asgard because gore the god Pudger, he goes and makes an appearance in new asgard you know, going straight for the kill, trying to go after Thor to get his um, Stormbreaker, his new hammer or axe. But Thor, he hasn't seen her since, I guess, they last broke up. And we do get a pretty good recap of what happened with them. You know, they started going their yeah. separate ways. Um, she started doing more as a doctor, you know, writing books and getting into her career. Thor is off saving the world and other planets, and you know they grew apart. Um, the last thing he heard from her was a letter, and uh, nothing since. And there is this, you know, really powerful person fighting these monsters in New Asgard when um, Gore the God Butcher sh- shows up, and he's like, "Who is that?" And he he also sees his hammer too. <laughs> Because he thinks the hammer is coming back to him. But it goes back to this person, which is Jane Foster. And, um, you know, instantly he's starstruck and just trying to figure out what's going on, Thor, at this moment. But, you know, mm-hmm. they have a fight at hand and, you know, they go back and forth with the monsters. Gore sees that things aren't going as planned. So 
he ends up taking the children of Asgard and uh, taking them somewhere. <laughs> I don't know if we really know the exact place of where he takes them, but he takes them. Um, I forget. It's his, his dimension. Uh, oh, I forget, I forget what it's called. But how does he the get dark, a dimension? Oh, the dark dimension. Yeah. Dark dimension. Um, the sword gives him access to it. Almost like, um, let me think of an example. Specifically in the MCU, an item that takes you to the specific dimension. Doctor hmm. Strange, something like his. Well, no, he can travel between dimensions, and he can like choose, right, based on you know his portals and spells. But there are some items in Marvel that are just uh, you know relics of a certain dimension, and that's where they can they can take you. I think this might be the first. Oh, I'm thinking about. We haven't talked about it yet, but in Captain, not Captain, in Miss Marvel, there's an artifact that's tied to a specific dimension. Oh, yeah. So it's I gotcha. a new concept. I gotcha. Um, but yeah, he takes them there. Um, the new mighty Thor, Jane Foster and Thor, they catch up on old times um, just a little bit. Most of it is just a recap of what happened before. Um, and then, uh, this movie does move pretty fast. It's mm -hmm. under two hours. <laughs> yeah. It's not, it's not a long one. No. Um, and the story is not that long either. Like it's like over the course of like maybe half a week. I guess. <laughs> Cause I mean, once he, after the battle and he, you know, the God butchers a thing, he goes to new Asgard and took like the next day of that night it's attacked. They come up with a plan. They go to Olympus. See Zeus. See Zeus. Yeah, it's about, I'd say half a week. <laughs> Just a few days. Yeah, um, it's a crazy week. Yeah, that's how it happens in these movies. Mm -hmm. But um, yeah, he, or Thor and Valkyrie and uh, Jane Foster, they know that Thor, I mean, Gore, the God Butcher, is you know attacking all of these gods and they need to get the children of asgard back so they go and seek out zeus to borrow his lightning bolt um and zeus is just another one of these almost like big fat kings that sit on the throne and just party and act like there's nothing wrong um and i guess he has a show every day like mm -hmm. almost like uh, the gladiator games right. or whatever. Um, but they enter that realm. Uh, Thor tries to plead to Zeus that Gore is going around killing all these gods and he needs their help or at least his thunderbolt. Um, and Zeus, he's like, there's nothing to worry about, man. You know, as long as he doesn't reach us because he doesn't know he doesn't know where this place is. We're good. We're fine. Um, but Thor, he's like, no, we need to stop him. And uh, Zeus, he says no and says, you can't leave here either because you're the key to him getting what he wants. Um, because he wants to reach eternity, which is kind of looks like a blacked out version of Galactus. Mm -hmm. but pretty much he can wish for anything um, once he gets there. Uh, I had never heard of this before. Have, have you heard of Eternity? I have. It's kind of like, <clears throat> I like that Marvel is going in these like obscure things. Um, and it really goes all the way back to, to um, Loki vision and Loki vision. <laughs> Well, what is, what is, well, <laughs> so Loki, I was thinking WandaVision, like, was it WandaVision 2? But no, I am just, just want to focus on Loki. Um, with these, like, uh, cosmic beings who are kind of rulers of the universe, the Watchers, and all that kind of good stuff. Um, but yeah, I've watched and read several things about the, kind of the hierarchy of um, powers and um, things like that in the 
in Marvel in general. And Eternity is one of the beings that's um, close to like the top, top power in the universe of all universes. Um, and similar to, um, uh, not quite like Scarlet Witch, she's a Nexus being, so she can travel across universes, but um, Eternity is kind of removed from them all. Now the wishing thing, that was something new to me that you could go to Eternity and wish for anything you want. But Eternity is more like a, like a balancer or a judge, right? So um, they're above the um, Celestials. Um, Eternity? I think that's why Galactus um, kind of looks like Eternity because you know, he's pretty close to that level, but not quite. So you're saying eternity is higher than the celestials? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yep. Yep. And because um, you have eternity, you have, and also there was a scene in this movie where the, the big fight at the end is in this hall that has lots of figures in it. Um, and it has some of those big figures like um, the Living Tribunal that was referenced in Doctor Strange and the staff that um, Baron Mordor was using um, is a three-headed being that is like another ultimate judge. So um, I think eternity, I'm not sure if eternity, I think eternity is above the living tribunal and the watchers and the celestials um, and a couple other cosmic beings that are just, so the power is so big, like it's, you're supposed to not even be able to imagine it, right? Um, and then above eternity, I think like one or two positions and then there, there's a God and then um, the one above all, which is debate, people debate on who that is. I think it's actually just Stanley or um, the writer of the comic. When you get to that level of just insanity of power, like it's crazy. Yeah, there's levels to it. Um, but at this point, we're dealing with the gods like Zeus, who's just um, sitting on his throne, having a good time. Um, he does put on a little show, tells Thor, you can't leave here because Gore, he can't get your your um, axe because that's the key to find the place where eternity is. So you can't leave here. But they refuse and have a pretty good fight and end up stealing his thunderbolt while also throwing it right through his chest. <laughs> and um he's apparently dead because he falls from a very high place (laughs) um but they escape and move on korg he's also going on on this adventure he does get struck by the thunderbolt and falls apart but still has a head and um is able to kind of talk and do whatever he wants but um they go from there to travel to where Gore is. Um, I'm not sure how they knew where he was. Um, I think it's just kind of like he said, Thor, like that's where that sword like kind of lives. Like it's not so much Gore's, but whatever, whoever the wielder of the sword is, like that's just where they are. What okay. they do all day, I don't know. But <laughs> Sit in darkness. Pray. <laughs> I gotcha. Um, but yeah, they go there. And uh, while they are riding over in that place, we have the goats coming in, making that noise again, screaming. Um, it's funny whenever you see it, but. Right, right. It's, it's <laughs> funny. And, and they're using um, Thor's new hammer um, that was made with by Groot or held together by Groot um, as, the, as the Bifrost using that power to travel across the um across the cosmos with the goats kind of dragging it along yeah just leading the way um but jane and thor they catch up just to kind of um get a little closer and it seems like they are you know doing well but also jane tells thor about her condition how um she has cancer and the hammer called to her and he did, so in the recap that we got earlier in the film, 
he did say to the hammer to protect Jane at any time. Um, and the way that it was first presented, I was thinking that the hammer was helping her, like keeping her alive, but mm-hmm. it's actually killing her. It's kind of like a um, an unfortunate side effect of like a of a um, a um, not pest. What's it called? The relationships, the symbiotic and whatever kind of relationships, like bugs and stuff. Um, where it's like leeching off of one another. The hammer, yes, the hammer is um, giving her, you know, health, strength, all these powers, um, but it's still wearing on her internally. So when she uses it, it hurts, which is unfortunate. Yeah, because she's already in pretty bad condition. Um, And at this point, he doesn't want her to fight anymore. But they do reach Gore, the God Butcher, his island um, kind of just crash land into it with the goats and um, they're able to get into his little hideout and they're looking for him. But Jane, she's able to see his plans and she sees that he needs the hammer for the next step. But it was a trap that he set up for them and he uses some kind of, I don't know, darkness to, to trap them <laughs> And um, pretty much just torments them, tells them who they truly are, what they really are. Um, but Thor, he uses thunder to escape from them. And they have a pretty good fight. I mean, I thought this was the best fight of the film because it's in black and white. And you see this gold thunderbolt being thrown around the planet. I thought it was filmed very nicely. Yeah, it did look nice. This whole, uh, when they go to that dimension, all the colors kind of zapped away except for the thunder, blue um, lightning, and in uh, the, the yellow lightning bolt. Maybe a very interesting effect, right? And of course, also Gore has um, got this like desaturated black and white look throughout the film. Um, and in his dimension, everything, all the life is sucked away. Um, and it's Neat to see that on the screen. It's, it's very nice. Looks amazing. But Gore is able to get the upper hand on uh, the group of three with Valkyrie, um, Jane Foster, and Thor. Uh, he's able to stab Valkyrie in the back. Um, she's heavily injured, and they're trying to return back to new Asgard. But in the process, Thor or Gore gets a hand on Thor's axe and is able to pull it away while they're being transported back to new Asgard. And now he has the final key to carry out his plan. Um, and I kind of forgot how they were able to catch up with him. I think they, they were able to use. So it's um, once they go back, they get contacted by Heimdall's son. Yes, that's correct. And forgot yeah, to mention him. Contact- <laughs> mm, yes. Um, so he's one of the kids that's kidnapped earlier in the film during that battle when we first meet the mighty Thor, um, Jane Foster. And he contacts Thor, and Thor is able to go back and forth um, through projection, through, you know, Heimdall's son's powers um, to talk to the kids who are in, like, the mouth of this thing. Um, and they actually do this before this scene, because um, that's how they figure out that's where Gore's going. But also once um, Gore transports them to like a, this actual like hall, um, this building, and Thor talks to them and is able to f- find out where they are based on that. Yeah. Um, and I think they use the hammer, right? At this point, well, let's see, Gore has his ax. I'm not sure if they use the hammer to get there. I remember what did they a little forgettable <laughs> it is i can't remember how they got back yeah i mean honestly the, this movie isn't the most interesting um i mean th- there's a lot of flair in there with the colors and the production and some of the jokes but i 
this one it's not very it's not technical <laughs> compared to to some of the other films where it's like it's very critical you understand the time travel the quantum realm and they're explaining all this stuff and how everything's working this one's not really focused on that this one is more about just thor and jane foster their relationship fighting the god butcher it's not really one that i feel like they did many many of those intricate details they didn't really matter no um it's kind of like they just wanted to make a thor movie just because um which I guess is fine. I mean, they've had they they have so much cloud at this point. I guess they can do whatever. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> but um, they're able to catch up with Gore. Um, Valkyrie, she stays behind. He doesn't want uh, Jane to go at this point because the hammer is killing her. So Thor goes by himself to try to save the kids and also stop Gore. Um, he finds the kids. He's also able to share his power with them um, so they can fight alongside with him as he's trying to get Gore because Gore has these little, I don't know, monster demons, minions. Like shadow puppet monsters. <laughs> yeah. Um, he needs the kids to hold them off while he goes after Gore. And really, these kids should have been overpowered, but <laughs> they um, are very successful. Um, they they beat up those things and uh, Thor tells what's his name Heimdall's son, which was played by uh, Idris Elba. It's funny how he's able to kind of switch from DC to Marvel, Marvel to DC. Um, yeah, yeah. Playing in the Suicide Squad, but <laughs> right. We're not main characters here. We're just side characters. <laughs> Yeah, he has a cameo in this. Very small. Um, he made it to Valhalla. Spoiler alert. Yes. But um, yeah, uh, his son sends them back to New Asgard while Thor tries to fend off Gore. Um, but it looks like he's failing. And then Jane, she can't resist and is instantly there within seconds. Hmm. I guess they can just travel anywhere at any time. Right. <laughs> Um, but she helps him out, tries to stop him. Um, they're, they're able to destroy Gore's, um, sword, the necklace sword. Um, but at this point he's already opened the portal with Thor's ax because it's just been sitting there just, um, shooting out the rainbow to open up the portal. And as Thor and Jane are trying to catch up, Gore is already walking through the portal to go talk to Eternity. And Eternity, I mean, kind of just sits there. <laughs> um, and he's going to go make his wish. They also walk through the portal and try to stop him, but they see no reason to stop him at this point because he's already there. So Thor just tries to, to spend his last moments with Jane because she's also dying. Um, but Gore, the, they're able to get to his heart a little bit and he doesn't wish for the end of the gods. He wishes for his daughter to come back and he also dies in the process. Um, I guess he could have wished for both of them to be healthy. <laughs> yeah, I'm unclear what the rules are for this. For this uh, it's more like a genie wish, or are they limited? Yeah, um, I mean, I still felt like his motivations were a little bit unclear. I mean, I know he wants to destroy the gods because they haven't been the nicest people, and they really aren't. I mean, they're buffoons. Um, really, you could look at them as the villains because they don't help their people. So he has a pretty good point there, but outside of just killing them, there's really nothing there. I, I feel like they could have done a lot more with him. Yeah, I think so. Um, definitely an interesting choice to not, but again, we're just focusing on that love story. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure if I've mentioned it that much, but... <laughs> well, no, I mean, we're... we're <laughs> I mean, yes and no. I mean, they're in almost every scene together. 
Um, and we know he's emotional about her condition, but um, it's kind of in the background of every scene. Yeah. And I think it, it really works for this film um, because I really did enjoy Jane Foster in this film. I felt like she definitely had something to do here. She wasn't just, I don't know, following behind him. <laughs> right. um, and she had her own thing to do. Like it, it was really good. I'd, I'd like to see her come back. Well, actually, I'll go ahead and get to it. So she does pass away in this moment. Um, and Thor takes Gore's daughter and pretty much raises her like his own at this point. Um, do you know about her character? I didn't. What is her um, character's name? Love. Yes, um, I believe I believe her character's name is Love, and there is a daughter of Eternity. Um, and some people are thinking this is their interpretation of of that daughter and what she's capable of is still unclear within the MCU. So I'm not sure if they're gonna revisit her at all, or you know. Thor might be in another movie and she's just at home, like we never see her again. It's unclear as to how like, involved they want her to be. Um, they want to be very involved, be interesting, just because she is such a high level being. Okay. She did show off a little bit of power. She she shot some kind of laser while he was cooking some breakfast. Mm-hmm. Um, so she kind of looks like a, or, or seems like, um, what's the baby in? The Incredibles, <laughs> something like that. Yeah, yeah. Um, Jack, 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 Jack. Yes, something like that. I mean, she's not that young, but she's something like that. Um, not really in control of her powers, just trying to figure out things. Um, but he takes her as his own. Um, everybody else starts catching up with each other. Uh. Who was it that went to Valhalla? Because um, this is where Heimdall comes in. Um, just Jane, I think. Okay, yes, that's who it was. Yes, Jane. Because she passed away. And now she's a part of, or she, I guess she's an Asgardian now. Um, but she died in battle. And now she's welcomed into Valhalla, which is, you know, heaven. Um I'm guessing that she will show up again at some point. Um, uh, maybe, maybe not. <laughs> I mean, I guess it took what, over 10 years for her to show up again. <laughs> it's ridiculous. They kind of did the same thing with Pepper Potts with Iron Man because she was gone mm. for a while. Because she showed up in Iron Man 3, didn't come back until Infinity War, maybe. But yeah, that's pretty much the ending of the movie. We do get some post-credit scenes. Um, Zeus, he actually did not die. Um, He still has the hole through his chest. But Hmm. he calls upon his son. I'm pretty sure it's Hercules. And um, he's looking for revenge. Right. In the comics, Hercules and Thor do have their disagreements and fights. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if we see him again. I mean, we saw um, Adam years ago in the post credits of Guardians of the Galaxy and have yet to see anything come of that. So we shall see. Yeah, um, I'm pretty sure it's going to take some time because I know they want to introduce a lot of things here. They have some other properties that they've just gotten, like the X-Men, Fantastic Four. We already got a little glimpse of both of those. Um, but this film, I don't think it was necessary. Uh, (laughs) I do like Thor, but I like him with other characters. I don't think I need another Thor movie. No, I think I'm good on that. I mean, he is a more boring character to watch. Um, (laughs) you know, I, cause he's, Super powerful, so he didn't have that many enemies. And the ones he does have, it probably caused him himself. Um, so that's not typical experience. Um, but I feel like they'll have to put his face somewhere again. Oh yeah, I mean, I don't want them to just get rid of him. I want him to still show up, but in other films with other people. Like, 
another main character. Hmm. Not sure who that would be. I guess the Guardians. That that's that's one. Um, maybe the Eternals. I'm not sure if that's going to be another one, but. <laughs> um, and also, this film is not performing like they thought it would at this point. But that also leads me to to question: um, Do you think Phase Four sucks? <laughs> History. <laughs> I well, I mean, so, I, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that it is, but I've just seen, sure. you, you know, these um, clickbait titles. People are mm. just waiting for the downfall. I don't think it sucks at all. I think, um, I think we're branching out in genres and styles even more so. Right? I think the first branch out was comedy, and that worked. Um, but I think it also makes the MCU have these kind of like side quest movies, like we'll focus on comedy. Okay, we'll make Ant-Man, Ant-Man the Wasp, right? Just really just heavily focused on comedy, nothing deep. But so you have that and um, you have this one, which fits the romantic comedy, I think, um, like category of film. And then you have um, Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness, and that kind of steps into a thriller type movie. So um, I'm curious to see what, how else this will keep going. What are the genres and styles are going to be incorporated in, you know, the next Black Panther and um, the the Marvels. Um, those things. I wonder how they're going to feel. Are they going to? And what movie is going to be or come out to be like the main thread movies, right? Because you can like pick out okay the first couple of phases. You know, the Avengers movies. Okay, that's what we're all culminating to, um, and then in-game and infinity war so we don't know what the main thread is we don't know what things don't seem relevant right now that in a couple years you know when we see maybe a doctor doom or the next big maybe it's galactus who knows but then all these films that maybe don't feel like they're that connected all of a sudden were super important so who knows yeah i mean I don't think that phase four sucks. I think that it's kind of similar to the first phase because I guess mm. people act like the first phase is like on par with the second and the third. I mean, it's really yeah. not. No. <laughs> it's not that even close. Boring Captain American movie, pretty boring. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I really like Iron Man one. Um, most people, for some reason, I, I don't think they like Iron Man two, but I kind of like it. Iron Man 3, not a fan of. That one. Hmm? I always forget about it. Iron Man 2 feels like a, I don't know, it just gives me like Burger King vibes. Um, <laughs> it's like that movie was still whenever Marvel was really just for the sales of like toys and stuff. Not so much because they're amazing movies. But it also because of the age I was when they came out. It just wasn't, I didn't look at it in the same way. Yeah, I think that was what, 2010? When that second one came out, but um, yeah. I mean they're still about the money because they got an old spice commercial in this film. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not even trying to hide it. No. But um, I think Phase Four is on par with Phase One. Um, it's not a Phase Two or Three, and not every film is perfect in those two phases, Phase Two and Three. Mm-hmm. Um. But we don't have a direction, you know, one central direction, which I think is fine. I mean, you don't always need some huge character or big villain that you're leading up to right off the bat. Um, I mean, because we didn't know that this was all coming together once they got to the end of phase one. Um, And I like that they are branching out into different genres. You got, you know, Doctor Strange with thrillers slash horror. Um, Thor again with the comedy. Um, I'm not sure what the Eternals are. Um. I mean, well, I look at the Eternals as almost like a National Geographic like history film. It's history of the MCU. Yeah, not the most interesting. I think I'd rather watch Black Widow. I would. I definitely would not. Um, But Black Widow is just the the classic action film, right? Nothing too special. Um, But you got different flavors to everybody. It's interesting. 
Yeah. I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I feel like they're taking really big risks at this point, um, going into different genres. So I disagree with all the critics saying that, you know, phase four sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, but this film, I mean, it's mid tier. Yeah. M- most of the phase two and phase three films, I felt like were very good films. Like it, it was hard to rank them. This one, I can firmly put that around the average. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's really average. <laughs> um, but it's not performing as well as people or Marvel would think. I think it's right around like half a billion, which is, I mean, a lot of money, mm. but <laughs> not enough. Um, what I could do with half a billion dollars. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so many things. But any other thoughts before you give it a rating? Uh, no, I think I'm ready. All right. So the lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise. And the highest is a banger. So how would you rate the film Thor, Love and Thunder? I'd rate this one as a high background noise. I feel like, yes, it's average. It's a rom-com. But it's so well put together. And I'm going to give it, and you know, it's, you ask yourself, should I take a movie as good based on what the movie is or what it means? And I'm going to lean on what this one means. Like coming from the first Thor, the progression to get this level of quality of film, I'm just glad to see it. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad to see that they've gotten this far, the production of where it's gotten, because I mean, just beautiful film, looks really good. But I'm, I'm, I'm going to go with the same. It's a high background noise. Um, nowhere near a banger, but not, not terrible. It's, it's good. It's average. Um, not sure why it's divisive, but uh, nothing special. Just kind of continues the story with Thor. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would agree. Nothing very special. Um, there were some light hints at... Um, some LGBTQ plus um, themes in the movie, but I think it was even criticized for that, for not going far enough in some people's views. Like, like, yeah, really, um, it's kind of like, it's kind of like people are comparing it to um, whenever you're first having diversity of race in films, it's like one, the characters barely in it, or like they're, they're the ones who die first. Like in this one, it's kind of like you have Valkyrie, who it's never really directly said, but Valkyrie is referred to as king. So that means maybe they are non-binary, or maybe they're just, maybe they by they, maybe they go by he. It's not really clear. We don't ever get any good answer on that. Um, we do have Korg's story where, um, he explains how, um, I forget his <laughs> alien type is what their names are, but essentially how they're born um, is to what seems to be male um, rock figures bonding in a volcano for months, right? Um, and then you have, he's talking to her, to Valkyrie, about an ex-girlfriend. So, okay, maybe they're gay, like what is going on? But it's not really, we don't really, no one says those words and no one goes that far. We don't see any kind of relationship on the screen. So some folks are like, if you're gonna bring it up, why, don't, why, aren't, why isn't like a normal part of the story, right? Instead of just a side thing. So asking that Disney has, you know, they've gotten criticism before for that. Like, I think it was um, Endgame where the director, one of the directors was in the film at a support group and referenced his husband. So he's like, oh, he's a gay character, the first gay character in a Marvel film, but he really wasn't in it. It was like, just- so some people, some people even get upset about that. So um, that's fine. I mean, criticism is fine, um, but we're not, nothing here is earth shattering or groundbreaking. Um, it's really just a rom-com with the like show space stuff. <laughs> yeah. Don't take it too seriously. It's just a comedy. <laughs> yeah. um, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I know Lightyear got some. Uh, oh yeah. Similar. Yeah, it, it it got some um, some flack for that. They were less passive, but still, I guess I could still see why it was passive. But it was less passive than this. <laughs> I mean, I definitely want to see it. Um, yeah. We're probably going to review it at some point. But um, yeah, I think you know what? <laughs> That's probably a better movie than this. 
Oh, wow. I think it is. <laughs> I really want to see it. <laughs> yeah, I think I think it's pretty good. The storyline, is it's there's actually a twist in it. Um, some surprising things. Yeah. I, I, ah, wow. Just, I never compared them until just now, but it's probably better than this. <laughs> okay. Well, I will definitely get to it and see it. Um, but I think that does it for us at AM Reviews. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Make sure to check out our other platforms, including YouTube, Instagram, and Twitter, which will all be linked in the description. And if you want to send us a message, click the message link to get featured on the show. And thanks for listening. <laughs>